0: Le'olam va'ed. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Monday, February 7th. Even in the days of Joseph, there were seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. He had stored up grain for the seven years of famine. The Daily Audio Torah is your storehouse where you can get grain. It is 20 minutes every day of pure Scripture flowing out, living manna to feed your spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Tetzavah, and it means, You Shall Command. Exodus 28.13-30 Then make frames of gold and two chains of pure gold, Braid these like corded work, and fasten the corded chains to the frames. You shall make a breast piece of decision, worked into a design. Make it in the style of the ephod. Make it of gold, of blue, purple, and crimson yarns, and of fine twisted linen. It shall be square and doubled, a zikret in length and a ziret in width. Set it in mounted stones, for in four rows of stones... The first row shall be a row of carnelian, chrysolite, and emerald. The second row, turquoise, sapphire, and amethyst. The third row, a jacinth, an agate, and a crystal. And the fourth row, a beryl, a lapis lazuli, and a jasper. They shall be framed with gold in their mountings. The stones shall correspond in number to the names of the sons of Israel, twelve, Corresponding to their names. They shall be engraved like seals, each with its name for the twelve tribes. On the breastpiece, make braided chains of corded work and pure gold. Make two rings of gold on the breastpiece and fasten the two rings at the two ends of the breastpiece, attaching the two golden cords to the two rings at the ends of the breastpiece. Then fasten the two ends of the cords to the two frames which you shall attach to the shoulder pieces of the ephod at the front. Make two rings of gold and attach them to the two ends of the breastpiece at its inner edge, which faces the ephod. And make two other rings of gold and fasten them on the front of the ephod low on the two shoulder pieces, close to its seam, above the decorated band. The breast piece shall be held in place by a cord of blue from its rings to the rings of the ephod, so that the breastpiece rests on the decorated band and does not come loose from the ephod. Aaron shall carry the names of the sons of Israel on the breastpiece of decision over his heart when he enters the sanctuary for remembrance before Hashem at all times. Inside the breastpiece of decision, you shall place the Urim and the Thummim so that they are over Aaron's heart when he comes before Hashem. Thus, Aaron shall carry the instrument of decision for the Israelites over his heart before HaShem at all times. Matthew 25, 1-30 Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened to ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom, and five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom comes, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps, And the foolish said to the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you, but go rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgin, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us! But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour when the Son of Man comes. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same, and made them other five talents. And likewise he that had received two, he also gained two more. But he that had received one went and dug in the earth and hid his money. After a long time the Lord of those servants came and reckoned with them, And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, You delivered to me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents besides them. And his Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew that you are a hard man, reaping where you have not sown, and gathering where you have not strawed. And I was afraid, and went and hid your talent in the earth. Lo, there you have what is yours. His Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and slothful servant! You knew that I reap where I sowed not, and gather where I have not strawed. You ought therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with interest." Take therefore the talent from him, and give it to him which has ten talents. For unto every one that has shall be given, and he shall have abundance, but from him that has not shall be taken away even that which he has. And cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, where there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Psalm 31, 1-8 to In you, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in your righteousness. Bow down your ear to me. Deliver me speedily. Be my strong rock for a house of defense to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for your name's sake, lead me and guide me. Pull me out of the net that they have laid privily for me. For you are my strength. Into your hand... I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. I have hated them that regard lying vanities, but I trust in the Lord. I will be glad and rejoice in your mercy. For you have considered my trouble. You have known my soul in adversities and have not shut me up into the hand of the enemy. You have set my feet into a large Proverbs 8, 1-11 Does not wisdom cry, and understanding put forth her voice? She stands in the top of high places, by the way in the places of the paths. She cries at the gates, at the entry of the city, at the coming in, at the doors. Unto you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of man. O you simple, understand wisdom, and you fools— be of an understanding heart, hear, for I will speak of excellent things, and the opening of my lips shall be right things, for my mouth shall speak truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness, there is nothing froward or perverse in them. They are all plain to him that understands, and right to them that find knowledge. Receive my instruction, and not silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. I'd like to speak to you today from our Torah portion from Exodus 28, and then we're going to jump into Matthew 25. And there's a very precious, beautiful picture that is painted for us here in this section of scripture from Exodus 28. And it's describing to us the ephod that the priest wears upon his chest. It's a breast piece of decision or an ephod. And it has 12 special precious stones in it. And it's very specific as to how they're to be laid out on the first row We have carnelian, crystallite, and emerald. The second row has turquoise, sapphire, and an amethyst. The third row, a jacinth, an agate, and a crystal. And the fourth row, a beryl, lapis lazuli, and jasper. And the stones correspond to the names of the sons of Israel. Twelve tribes corresponding to their names and they shall be engraved like seals, each with its name for each of the twelve tribes. Now remember that when the high priest would wear this ephod, this breastplate with the twelve stones engraved upon it, uh, and he would always wear it whenever he came into the presence of the Lord. It says, Inside the breastpiece of decision you shall place the Urim and Thummim so that they are over Aaron's heart when he comes before Yorhevavheh. Aaron shall carry the instrument of decision for the Israelites over his heart before the Lord at all times. This is an earthly picture of a reality in heaven. Yeshua is our great high priest, and he now is in heaven. And there is a heavenly temple, and he wears the high priestly garments and robe and turban and an ephod. And whenever he approaches into the most holy place as an intercessor, as our great high priest to intercede for you or for me, literally, my name and your name is engraved upon his heart. How do I know this? Let's look at a cross-reference scripture. Let's look in Isaiah chapter 49, verses 14 and 15. And this is basically about God remembering Zion. And Zion is his bride, his remnant people. It includes all 12 tribes. It includes Jews and non-Jews. Isaiah 49, verse 14. But Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me and my Lord has forgotten me. Have you ever felt that way? I'm sure we all have those moments when we feel like the Lord has forgotten about us. Don't you see what I'm going through? Have you forgotten me? We're only human. We have those moments. But let's look at verse 15. Can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb? Surely they may forget. Yet I will not forget you. Verse 16. See, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. The palms of his hands, that's where the nail marks are. When they drove those nails through the hands of Yeshua. So this picture, this earthly picture of Aaron the high priest wearing these 12 beautiful stones on the ephod, on the breastplate, is a picture of Yeshua who has your name and my name engraved upon his heart when he approaches the Father in heaven, in the heavenly temple. Such a beautiful picture. He never, ever forgets us. Now I want to jump into Matthew chapter 25, and I want to focus in on the parable of the ten virgins. And remember what started this whole dialogue is that the disciples asked Yeshua, what are the signs of your coming? And Yeshua is still answering that question. What are the signs of his coming? So now he's going to tell a parable. And so he's hiding a deeper truth and in telling this truth in the form of a parable. So he talks about five wise virgins and five foolish virgins. The five wise virgins brought extra oil. um, And the foolish had oil in their vessels, but they didn't have extra oil. And at midnight there was a cry, behold, the bridegroom comes, go out and meet him. But then the foolish didn't have any oil. Their lamps had gone out. And the wise said no lest there not be enough for us. Go and sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to go by, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came the other virgins, saying, Lord, open to us. And he said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Now, does this mean that those foolish virgins are going to hell, and they're not saved? I don't believe so. They're part of the bride. They were wearing the bridal garments and they're virgins. Well, what is missing then? What makes a virgin wise versus foolish? I have two cross reference scriptures that I think will answer this question. Yeshua said to the foolish virgins, I never knew you. I know you not. So we have two other passages where Yeshua says, I. No, you not. Let's find out what it is that was missing. So let's look in Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23, where Yeshua says these words, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. He who does the will of my Father in heaven. It's about doing. It's an action. It's not just head knowledge. Verse 22, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name? Verse 23, and then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Now, again, does this mean these people are damned and they're going to hell and they're not saved at all? I don't think so. Who are these who practice lawlessness? Let's look at that word lawlessness. And that word lawlessness in the Greek is, or in the King James, it's, it's not lawlessness. In the King James, the word is iniquity. And what is this word iniquity? Well, in the Greek, the word is anomia. And what does anomia mean? Anomia is the condition of being without the law or without the Torah. A, because you're ignorant of it, or B, because you're violating it. And it can also mean contempt and violation of law, iniquity, wickedness. So this could be someone who loves Jesus and who's born again, but they have not made a covenant or commitment to follow the Torah by the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit. In other words, maybe they're caught up in replacement theology, thinking that the Old Testament has been done away with. We're not under the law. Now we follow the Spirit. Now we follow Christ. And the law has been done away with. The Torah has been done away with. So, you know, they can just completely disregard all of the Old Testament. That's lawlessness. That is iniquity. Is the person saved? Yes. Do they know Yeshua? Yes. But do they know him intimately? No. They're in the outer courtyard. If if you and I want to know him intimately, we have to love what he loves and do what he did. Yeshua loves the torah he is the torah made flesh yeshua kept the torah he kept the sabbath he kept the feasts he ate biblically clean so if we're going to follow him as our being a disciple we're going to want to do what he did so if we we want to know him intimately we need to be following the torah so i believe What this passage back to the ten virgins is that the foolish virgins are saved, but they don't know about following the Torah. Let's close in prayer. Oh, Yeshua, we long to be part of your bride. We long to know you intimately. We want to please you, to make you smile to make you happy with how we live our life. Yeshua, help us to be led by your Holy Spirit and to do good deeds, kind actions, things that will help extend your kingdom and extend your light and your love and your truth. Help us to follow the Torah by the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit. May others look upon our life and see Yeshua and see his love shining in us and through us. For, O Yeshua, we look forward to the day when we will finally get to see you face to face. And until then, may we live a life that is pleasing to you, a sweet fragrance, an aroma that you are pleased with. In Yeshua's name. Amen. <speaking in Hebrew> ye yeah, he yeah. aduna na nafilakha vikunneka yesa aduna na nafilneka Vaya se The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you.